Hey guys, welcome back to Seriously Podcast. I'm Mary. I'm Brittany. And for those who don't know, we have been recapping The Best Man, the final chapters, which you can find on Peacock. Before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on all social platforms at Seriously Podcast. You can watch us on Black Oak TV. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, just make sure to hit us up and we'll ask them on the show. Yes, love that. Yes. So today we're getting into episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. We're talking about um, these two episodes. <laughs> yeah, the episodes are titled Brown Girl Dreaming and The Invisible Man. Yes, yes. Interesting titles. Interesting titles. I get The Invisible Man and I get Brown Girl Dreaming. I get it. I get it. Sure, 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 sure. I get it. <laughs> so, you know, last episode, you know, we kind of tied up all the loose ends and now we're in present day. 20- For whatever reason, we had to go back. We had to go back. And now we're here. We're now we're now we could have just kind of started off. And would have been off. I think we've been okay. I feel like we didn't even have to go to the island. We could have just had a Q and um Shelby just kind of resolve that in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why we went back into the, the past. I'm not really sure why we did it. I see some things, but it could have been uh tied up in a good first 15 minutes of the first episode you know talk about it talk about it so like we said we're back into like present day ish um these characters they've experienced you know the recent social injustice movements that we've all experienced and the pandemic as well Mm -hmm. and i want to say that everyone at this point is like in their late 40s is that okay to say yeah late 40s very important to remember very important to remember. Late 40s. Yes, because Lance will learn later that he is 48 years old. Yes. Okay, okay. And so... He doesn't need to do, but go ahead. Yeah, so the men here are having low-key a midlife crisis. They are. They are. Let's talk about Harper first. Let's... So Harper, he comes across this uh, beautiful brownstone on the Upper West Side. He's Mm. so excited. It's huge. Got a pasta faucet. Got all these different rooms. It's beautiful. Now, remind remind me, if I'm not mistaken, Robin mm-hmm. said to him, I want to live on the island. I want to live in Jamaica. I don't want to be around this city life. I just want to be around yeah. my people. So he heard, you want to be in a busy part of New York in mm-hmm. a big mansion. Yeah. Okay. Got in it. Predominantly white neighborhood. That's what he heard. That's what he heard. That's what he, he said, get on the plane. I got something for you. I got- flashback like eight nine years here we are here we are you're right you're right he said i mean flash forward and even when she brought up that like let's move it he was like you know let's let's talk about it 10 years later how about this how about this how about this this is a man who is looking for more validation he's looking for more respect he is looking for more money. He is just at a point where he's like, how do I define my success? Yes. Okay. That's what cool. am I doing? Where am I going? How come all these other authors are being recognized for their work? And here I am talking about Bumper G. Who's Bumper G? Can we talk about that? They keep talking about Bumper G like we're supposed to know what a Bumper G is. What is that? Because first book he was talking about, you know, 
the experience of his college friends. Second book was about Lance. So who is this Bumper G? Who is this Bumper G? In my eyes, what I think what they want us to, to envision is Bumper G is like a series of like Zane books. Okay. That's what I want to say. Yeah, it's giving like, it's a series of like this one main character who's doing different things. And it's like, it's a populist book. So he people are loving Bumper G. Bumper but, uh, G. He's like, I want to do more. I don't want to be known for a Bumper G. Right. Because Bumper G is great. It's successful, but it's giving him um, signings in, in Costco. Not even, mm-hmm. not even mm-hmm. signings in Barnes & Noble. No, no, no. It's a Costco. I didn't even know they did that. When I saw that scene, I said, is he in a Costco? i never seen it, but I'm not surprised. Um, but he wasn't even in the book section. He was by the no, he was like uh, by the rugs and stuff. Yeah. So that's not that was- who he wants to be. That's not it. And I get it. that ain't it. And understandable, but his wife is just like, what is driving this? Like, are, are you not happy with what we already have? Like, I'm not asking to move. Like, your queen is fine. Yes, your yes. kid is fine. It's you. You have a problem. Yeah, he's like, I want more. And she's like, you know, she's kind of like, is it a want versus need? And then also, mm-hmm. like, I just want to be happy. Yeah. Why can't we just be happy in what we know? Like, And he kind of makes a point of just like, you know, you want to be by your people in Harlem, but look around. There's nothing but white people around here, too. Like, Harlem is being gentrified, too. Which is good, yeah. too. It's like, right, right. we're kind of losing our communities here in New York. That is that's all over. It's all over. Oh yeah, definitely all over. It's all over. I just saw a TikTok that people are complaining in New Orleans. Like really? white people have moved into the French Quarter and are, and are complaining about the music. Not the. You a lie. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? This is how it's been forever. Get how are you gonna come here and complain? That don't make no sense. I'm, I'm not believing. Yeah. That. Yeah. I'm not. What? And I mean, they complained here in Brooklyn when we used to have, like, the Caribbean Day Parade. Like, there were noise audience audiences because they complained. But yeah. it's like, that's the neighborhood that you moved into. You moved into a Caribbean neighborhood. You're yeah. going to hear Caribbean music all times of the day, yeah. all times of the night. Like, what do you what do you thought this was? <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, that is the the society we're living in, and they need to get together. If you want to come here, embrace the culture. Yeah, know where you're you're staying. Read the room. Do your research. Yeah, so this is a community. Okay. Okay. So they um obviously they have kind of like an unfinished conversation because she's like, you know, yeah. I don't really want this. So he comes home and thinking he's going to see his wife and his daughter there tucked away nicely, and um. I'm not sure. Did he receive a call or did he call Robin? He received a call from Robin's phone, but somebody else was calling him from her phone. Yes. So come to find out, Robin is in jail. Okay? Robin is locked up. So he's, like, confused. And the co-worker has a daughter. He's like, is she all right? What's going on? So he runs down there. Come to find out, Robin was out there protesting with the baby girl. Now... Hmm. What are your thoughts about, well, let's talk about it. So they get into an argument. Basically, Robin wants to show Mia how to fight for her rights, how to stand up for herself. And uh, 
Harper, about to call him Bumper G. Harper is like, listen, don't have my daughter out there. You you traumatize the child. Whose kind of side are you on or whose viewpoint do you agree with? I'm kind of on Harper's side because she was only supposed to go there to provide food. I don't know how she ended up in a protest. How? And, you know, it is dangerous for your child to be involved in that because, look, you ended up in the jail. And who got your baby? No. Like, what? I, I, like, I understand you want to show Mia to stand up for herself. Great. But there's other ways. She doesn't need to see her mom being shuffled away in police handcuffs. What does that show yeah. her? If she can't do nothing, the baby girl. She can't do nothing. That's traumatizing as hell. Like, yes. come on. Come on. And Robin did not, she's like, don't tell me how to raise my daughter. Mm. You're not, you're missing the whole point. Right. And did he even know that she was going to be at a protest? Like, did you discuss that with your husband? Like, hey, yeah. we're going to be here. So that way he can be there as well. Yeah. But in her eyes, she just sees him as, you know, that big Hollywood hotshot that just wants to take us out the community and just forget about the culture or the or our rights. It's like, mm-hmm. I think it's, for this, I think it's bigger than that. Like, I'm not even thinking about that. Like, you almost have yeah. your daughter trampled. Right, right, right. I low-key want to touch up, not low-key, it's happening. I want to touch on the fact that after he spoke with his boys about, you know, his issues with Robin not wanting to move to Upper West Side and her really not supporting him wanting to write different books, his friends had told him, you need to listen to Robin's point of view. Then he spoke to Jordan. And she, the way he worded it to Jordan was completely different from the way he worded it to his friends. Mm. And she basically tells him, you know, you need to do what, what makes you happy. And he's like, right? Like, no one understands me like you do. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, first of all, he was going to do that anyway, because we know Harper. He don't care who told him what. He was going to do it anyway. He's going to do what he want to do when he want to do it. But now all he really wanted was someone in his corner. That's and he it. got Jordan. And that's all he need. All all he need is his Jojo. His Jojo. <laughs> that's it. Cause they not, and it was just like, mm, no one thinks like mm-hmm. you. Just you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, sure. Put it out. This is not your wife. Confide in you. Married man. You're a married man. Stop it. So also, what's happening with this movie? We're what we're eight years in. And I thought we, because when they did that um, through the years montage, it said, <laughs> it said. When they were showing all the highlights. I'm like, where's this movie? Yeah, it said that they was going to begin casting. And I know, I know movies take a while, but it's not an animation project. This is no. a straight up, let's film it at least two years. I'll even give it three for production, post-production. You know, I used to be a producer, guys. Yeah, she um, did. She knows. I have experience in the field. Um, but it wouldn't take this long. But maybe it's different because of like book rights and stuff like that. Cause I don't know if you ever heard of the movie, the book um The Coldest Winter Ever. Of course. Okay, yeah. So that 
that's been going through multiple hands on like the the movie rights. True. It was with Jada Pinkett at one point. It was with another production. Like they just keep selling it. Like True. who's gonna actually make the movie? Same yeah. thing happened with um like True to the Game, and then they finally made it, and they disappointed many people. Me, I know you used to love that book, and I remember when it oh. came out, you was like, "Ugh, what is this?" What is? I wish I read the book, but kind of I like I kind of like the movie, but I probably would have a different outlook if I read the book. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, um, but we digress. <laughs> I forgot they was making a coldest winter ever, and Lauren London was supposed to play Winter forever. Yeah, Terrence Howard was supposed to play the dad. Yeah, and then was it Lance Gross as Midnight? Yeah, as um, like Midnight. Yeah, I don't want that, by the way. No, because he has an African accent. And we don't know. Yeah, no, the character. Oh, I'm like, does he? I don't remember that. So who would you cast today? Today, um, I feel like Winter would have to be like an up and coming person. I want that to be like the role that catapults somebody's career. Absolutely. I'm still down for Terrence Howard being um Santiago, the yeah. Winter's dad. I know the characters. Um, but for everybody else, I'm lying. I don't know the characters. I forgot everyone else. But Midnight? Could he be Anton Idris? He's not tall enough. You're right. Midnight gotta be tall. Midnight gotta be tall. But maybe. Kofi. Kofi could kill it. Kofi? Oh, definitely. But does he have the accent? He could find it. He could, we gonna get him a dialect. We gonna get, like, we probably cast it. He could do, he could play that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, who would you do Winter? Who who would you have Winter be? If we're thinking up and coming, because her being light-skinned was a part of her character, right? Or, yeah. That's one thing, because I got some brown-skinned queens that could really bring it home. I think she was mixed. Her dad was um, Spanish. Her mom was black. They would give it. Yeah, she did speak about her light skin features quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. They, I could see them trying to give it to like Storm. I don't see it. Storm Reed. She doesn't act well for me. She doesn't give like the winter persona. She doesn't. And if she tried, it will come off like you're trying too hard. And we would be like, little girl. Sit down. Sit down. Stop that. Sit down. I got to see. I got to look through the archives. Because they got to. Sorry. I would hate for them to give it to Zendaya. She don't got that either. She, I don't think she would take it. I think she I know they it. love to give Zendaya everything, but we have you gotta find somebody else, y'all. She don't got that. She don't got the winter persona. We like Lauren London would be great, but she's she's old too old. Yeah. She's too old. Maybe she old. could play like winter at the end because she does go to prison. Yes. Like a flashback, like winter, like she's winter in prison at the right age but like the flashback into like her her life has to be like somebody yeah so we're gonna have up and coming so send the audition tapes we'll approve it 
and we'll send it over. We'll go through them. We'll, call, we'll do callbacks and all of that. All that, all that, all that. So that's good. <laughs> so maybe it's having that same situation with um this this movie. It has to be. Because ain't no way. And then or, they huh? or they forgot. The writers forgot and then said, <laughs> We keep talking about bumper tea. We had a note somewhere that said there was a movie. <laughs> Wait, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. A, a movie? You're right. Hello. We did all that in episode two. Episode one and two, like getting the rights. Uh, everybody's on board. I would think when we come back, we write into it. Like, they haven't talked yeah. about the movie at all. No. And we're what? We're into episode three. Yeah. Did they talk about it episode four? I don't even Ooh. remember. Well, um, Harper's gone. Yeah, they did. They said, they said that like they wanted to um, tweak a little bit because he wants to be the writer as well. The directors, yes, yes. They're in editing, yes. Somewhere along the line, episode three or four, the agent said, okay, the director has some edits. The director can take care of it, yes. Mm-hmm. So okay. we're in post-production. Um, so after they had that big argument, she comes across his new work and she is astounded by the the art of these words. They're coming off of the paper for her. And she's just like, you need to keep going with this. Um, it was so it was so deep. Uh, it was moving. It moved her. She said, I wanna see this. I want to see who it is. I need more. <laughs> words just jumped out for her she said, and tell like, me more in our new brownstone yes yes when she <laughs> when she gave him those words of affirmation he was it almost knocked him he said i needed to he hear said that. really i needed to hear that like sir <laughs> knocked him out he needs that validation honey he needed it and coming from her it was like okay I, I I got it, and you know she agrees to go into the right because like, I want to be wherever this guy is, wherever he is, I'm with them. I want to be there, so she agrees to the move. And he got this new energy. He's tell his agent, "I'm going to do what I want and how I want it." So he got this new, this new new, just a new, just a new, and he's ready to go. And we'll Look, see how that plays out, Miss Robin. Gonna see. I want to be where that man lives. Okay, okay. Okay, and and also make a note. We'll put a pin into this. So you saw how she fed into him and supported whatever he wanted. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put a pin in that. Put a pin in that because that's what he needs. He has said to his boys like everything that's going on is making a man feel a little insecure. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. feeling a little insecure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he his love language is uh, words of affirmation for sure. Has to be. Absolutely. Has to. If he says anything else, he's lying. You're lying. He's absolutely. You're lying. Yeah, he's not being truthful to himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's go to Jordan. So she's still in the show, y'all. Um, we had asked the last time why she's still here, but she's still here. Um, her sole focus is her career. That's absolutely. her baby. That's her partner. That's her life. She's a boss. She's a boss. Yeah. Okay. A real boss is Shelby. Shelby's a whole mogul at this point. Shelby, yeah. Shelby's, don't play with Shelby. Don't come between her and her money. She's going to make it happen. She's she's that girl. She's that girl. For sure. I, I really enjoyed her her progression, her career. Like, 
in the past, I'm just like, whatever. She's an extra character, but I like her this season. Uh-huh. She's not like a ditzy uh, housewife. Just, like, she's about her business. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of girls. She has businesses. Businesses. Yeah. Okay. A lot of characters uh, as well. Great job, right? Yeah, yeah. Great job on her. Jordan, she getting dragged on Twitter because she ended up canceling this black woman's show. Um, but she created a new one and she's using Shelby as one of her hosts because Shelby has a million point three followers or whatever. So what did you think about this? So I actually didn't mind it. I thought it was cute, but like, I feel like that show that Jordan created is called for the culture. I think it's supposed to give like the view or not okay. or like the real. So you have different personalities. Um, So Mm -hmm. they were really excited for it, but the ratings were horrible. The people didn't like it. And I think that Mm -hmm. they were, well, obviously um, they were channeling that the real, but they really need to channel some kind of like ABC, BBC, like something serious. That wasn't the demographic um, for it. Yeah. Yeah. This whole, I'm asking like, what did you think about this whole like storyline? I I liked it. What 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 are your thoughts? Why why did we have it? What what are we doing here? I because all she really did was make adjustments to Shelby's like look, yeah, and the way she spoke, and then like everybody loved her. But I think what the bigger um, conversation is code switching, where it's like you kind of have to maneuver yourself to fit in certain rooms to get the results okay. you want. So I think that's what they were trying to show us. Okay. So, you know, she, but then it's also kind of like, are you even being your authentic self? Mm. But she might, I think she just showing that she also had different sides of her because um, Jordan said, you know, be less housewives and more debate, debate, what is it? Debate club, Shelby. So she had Mm. to in her. And what I also liked about like what was going on with the storyline, like when Shelby was feeling like down, like, oh mate, what if they don't like me? What if they don't like the serious me? Like, I love how Q kind of poured into her, just gave her the confidence. Like their dynamic is really like, I support you no matter what. And yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I was like, they are our partners. <laughs> they said we they can do this. We are in it to win it. And they really are. So I like that. It was comforting. And I feel like Q was like a changed man. This is not the Q yeah. in the movies at all. Q definitely growed up. He did. <laughs> he growed up. Yes, he, he did. He growed up. Okay. Him and Shelby, they're both like very mature. Um, I really like them together. Yeah, it makes I was like, eh, but now I like I see it and I feel like they have the most character development out of everybody. Yeah. For sure. I just personally felt like the whole Jordan thing was was the fluff that we were talking about last week, mm-hmm. where it's just like, where's this really going? Mm-hmm. What are we doing here? I think they just needed something for Jordan to show that, you know, she's all about her career. Yeah. yeah. Until she met um, the old flame from college. Let's talk about that old flame. Where'd you come Please. from? Where'd you come from? Because <laughs> they, they, they put him in there as if we were supposed to know who he was. They put like oh, maybe we maybe we were. Did you see this? Is he from the second movie? 
I don't know. Maybe he was the extra in the first movie, and we didn't know. Like what? He just came. He was just like chilling at the end of the bar. Hey, you not gonna say hi? I didn't even see you there. Who are you? Hey, long time. What? And then all the guys know him, and it was just like, okay, he's here. He's here Mm -hmm. today. So Demetrius's name apparently, um. Him and Jordan have like some uh, history where he was a lover of her life. And Mm -hmm. I guess she wanted to commit and he was not with it. Yeah. Then he got married. I think that's what they said. And then he got married and then he was just like, oh, that's my ex wife. She wanted kids. I didn't, but I'm done with the games now. So I'm coming to you. I didn't understand that whole monologue. So you were playing games with your wife, and now you're coming to me because you're done with the games. But you married a whole woman because you were playing with her. And who's to say I don't want kids? You left her because she don't want kids. You come to my my house. What are, you, what are you talking about? No, the wife wanted kids. He doesn't want kids. Yeah, but how do you know Jordan doesn't want kids? Yeah, when he said that, I said, doesn't Jordan want a kid? I'm confused. Well, she was open to children. Um, you, why are you here, sir? What do you want? And then you're going to come in front of my house at 4 o'clock in the morning talking about, I called your assistant or you're fired. You're giving mystery people my schedule. And you come like, oh, you're minutes left. Like, I feel like there's a thin line between uh, being thoughtful and stalkerish. Yeah. What do you think of that? If he, if you had a Demetrius and he showed up in front of your house telling you what you're doing for the day. I don't want no one that, um, into me like that. That is, that's, that's crazy. I don't want you to ever be that interested in me where you're stalking me, where you're telling me where I'm going to be. Some women love, like, they think that's a man, you know, taking initiative, applying pressure. Um, that's not the way I would want that to be done. Okay, you're not gonna tell me anything. I, I would prefer you ask me. You would say, <laughs> you, you also need to know what time to be doing this. Four o'clock in the morning is not the right time. Not like, at all. I, I am. I love the guys who are gonna apply the pressure and do the work. Like. Don't just say, like, be about it. Because some guys just be like, oh, let's meet up for breakfast. No, take me out for breakfast. Like, do the work. But you showing yeah, yeah. up and telling me, it just, it was a weird little dynamic. And it doesn't work for Jordan because she's this single woman who's taking care of herself all her life, all her adult life. And for this random man, I don't care who, who you are or that we dated in college, I'm not that girl anymore. So why do you think you can just tell me this is where I'm going to be? And I'm just going to be like, okay. Did it work? That's where she went? She said, all right. Did she? <laughs> yes. I wasn't paying attention. You said you got 56 minutes because I know you don't take Peloton on Tuesdays and your uh, first meeting was canceled and I already got your latte. So you don't need five minutes for that. So. Oh, well, excuse me. I didn't see that part. So watch the um, sunset with him. That's when he gave his monologue about. Okay. Not playing games. I only saw the part when the monologue when he explained like how he didn't want kids and he got divorced and then Jordan was like, I understand. And I was like, What the hell? What why do you why are you entertaining this? Now and that brings me to my next question. What are our thoughts on circling the block? Are you open to uh someone a blast from the past? 
if it didn't work out and they come back, do you entertain it or do you be like, if it didn't work out before, it's not going to work out now? Where Where do you stand? I don't think I would entertain it. I don't think I would because a lot of times people like to circle the block just to see if they still can get you. Mm. Mm. So it's like their intentions are not pure. It's not like they've really grown and understood like where their faults were. Yeah. They're just like, something tells me like she still might be open to me. They're they're bored. Let me see what yeah. let me see what that lady's doing. I'm bored. So I know she ain't got nothing going on. Boredom is dangerous. It's so dangerous. And there are definitely red flags, even when you're talking to someone to know, like, I think they're just talking because they're bored. They ain't got no, no, nobody else to talk to, so they're talking to you. Right. Yeah, I think... A lot. Um, yeah, I think as I'm older, circling the block is just not cute anymore. No. For me. Because, just because of the type of uh, guys and situations and the reasons we're not together today, mm-hmm. it's, no, it's no point. Yeah, because to continue to use excuse of like I was young, I was dumb, you know. So you knew that you were being a jerk. (laughs) How do I know? How can I trust that you're not gonna do it again? And I was so nice to you, and you hurt me back then. You're gonna hurt me now. I ain't deserve that. And look at you. You want to come back? I don't deserve it now either. I don't deserve it now. I think. Um, I think there probably are some like loopholes, like let's say y'all run into each other at an event and you start catching up. Like, oh, they did change. Maybe. I think it's a conversation that you can yeah. be like, and let's see if, you know, I'm not going to take you serious, but like if we continue talking and let's see, let let me see. But if he come out the blue, like, hey, big head or what you, mm-mm, get off my phone. Yeah. Get off my phone. I think still it's now to me. It's giving romantic comedy, and my life is not a movie. So life is a comedy. My life is a comedy. It's not a romantic one. It lacks the ro- it lacks the romance for sure. Yeah, because all that sounds cute. Like, oh, you bump into them at the supermarket, and it's like, oh my god. The movies, like, I always say, the movies and shows lie. They lie. They create fantasy. All these shows and movies that end up in New York and they, I know New York is a big city. Yes, the world is small, but you don't see your exes as much as like these movies. <laughs> you do not. I don't ever be out and see, oh, that's my ex. No, I don't see that, man. No. And I'm glad for that. But yeah. And like these meet cutes barely happen. Barely. No, where you're, I, no, it just don't happen. It's not a thing that exists. It don't. Like you're at the gas station, at the supermarket. Mm-mm. It don't happen. And even guys don't even like approach women like like they kind of used to. Like let's say you're out at the bar with the girls. Mm-hmm. Very rare would a guy come up like, hey, how you doing? Can I buy you a drink? Like nothing. Yeah. Nowadays they want to put you on like a TikTok. Find them for me. <laughs> well, the, what? Girls what? That. the girls be doing that. The, the guys do it too. <gasps> The guys do it too, and you're, the the comments are always the same. Why didn't you speak when you saw that person? TikTok. Why do you want to talk for you? But let me say, TikTok will find them. Oh yeah, TikTok will find them and deliver them to you immediately. 
and won't leave you alone. I'm pretty sure TikTok will, and then they want the whole story. They want the update. Like uh, follow up update. update. Hello. Did you call? Them? We're all in this together now. That's one thing. TikTok's gonna hold you accountable. They're gonna be on you. What you do? What you doing? What's going on? There's pros and cons to TikTok. Pros and cons. The good and the bad. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, Jordan is going to be on this adventure with uh, Demetrius, if you will. Sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So, moving on. Yeah. Robin? What Robin got going on? We're never I was going to actually slide into LJ and... um. Lance. All right, let's go. Let's go. So Lance Jr., LJ, um, he is Lance's son, and he's interning under um, his godmother, who happens to be Jordan. Yes. And he is wearing his school uniform everywhere he goes. Everywhere. You're not going to see him without it, even on football practice. He's in the uniform. What is that about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But and then Jordan tells him, "You don't gotta wear that. <laughs> you can wear it wherever you want." Mm. So LJ's getting ready for the day, mm-hmm. and Lance barges in. He's like, "Whoa, Dad!" And I was like, "Something's up. Something's up." Oh, really? That's when you noticed it? When he, I noticed. I knew something was up because the way he acted, like he he did act like something was. Was up? Oh no, I peeped it. I didn't know when he strutted. When um Lance and when Lance was talking to Jordan about finding his purpose at his big age, and then his son oh, walked yeah. in strutting, I said, "Oh, he got a little strut to him, honey." No, I didn't. I didn't peep the game. My thing. And he was like, "Here's your coffee," and walked out. You didn't see that. The thing about it though, I think I anytime I saw LJ, I wasn't even paying attention because I'm just like, where are the other kids? Why is this the only kid? Every time I saw one kid, I'm like, where are the others? Yeah, Um, that was my main concern. Not in the budget. Not in the budget. It's okay. (laughs) So you know, LJ, you know, Lance comes in, told my son, we got a big day. You know, recruiters. You know, talking football talk. I don't know what he was talking about. I really don't know. Nobody does. (laughs) Just words. And so LJ's like, I can't, I got, I got an internship with Jordan and that's my responsibility right now. Sure. Lance Lee, <laughs> Lance Lee's and uh, LJ pulls out a cute boot with a, a with a clear heel. Mm, the boutique. The boutique. I said, he got some new boots. Oh, I said, okay. He put mm-hmm. it then, uh, so remember Jordan said you could wear your own clothes. Fine. She did. She did say those words. LJ said, stay less. He came into that office strutting. The slow motion music playing. He had a cute catwalk. ensemble. Ensemble. Catwalk. Catwalk. He said, what? Tip, tip, tip on hardwood floors. That's what he said. He said, this is my runway. My runway. Hey. Okay. Okay. He said, Uncle Johnny made my dress. <laughs> and so, uh, Jordan's like, okay. What do we have here? 
What's this? It threw her for a loop. It threw her for a loop, but she accepted him. Of course. Well, them. them. Because he's non-binary. Non-conforming. He can't just... Um, like, he's, not, he's non-binary. Yes. They okay. are non-binary. They're we have to remember that. It is difficult. It's challenging to switch. Yeah, so we do apologize. Apologize in advance. Yeah. They are non-binary. Right. But... Um, so... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, Jordan's just proud, but she has questions. She has questions. And we have questions. I think we should. It's okay. Did you tell your brothers and sisters? Where? And did, is it something you always known? When did you, you know, and I kind of want to watch the second movie. Did they give us some seeds there? You never know. I didn't even know there was an LJ in the second movie. <laughs> I just remember seeing Kids. two light skinned babies, two dark skinned babies, two I dark skinned parents. Huh? I said two light skinned babies, two dark skinned babies, two dark skinned parents. That's all I remember seeing. Yes. I remember seeing that as well. I, I, I very much remember the two light-skinned babies. I remember the dark-skinned girl. I don't remember LJ. But I remember there was a fourth child. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently it's LJ. Yeah. So okay. She's like your mom. So, Jordan, yeah. so Jordan, she wants to help him break this news. Help them break this news to Lance. Because although Lance is all about football, faith, and family, he is tough. And clearly wants LJ to follow in his footsteps in football. Like, that's all they talk about. Or that's all he talks about to to his child. If it ain't football, don't talk to me. What you talking? Good morning, Dad. I don't know what to tell you. Don't talk to me. I don't know what you're doing. Um, so they are very nervous about this conversation with their dad and they don't know yeah. where to even begin, but you know, Jordan even gives them a, a gift, a Cartier watch, like you deserve to be happy and celebrated for this, for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this. <laughs> for this. um, you know, you have the right to be who you are. So he's like, they, they're like, fine. Let me talk to my dad. Comes home, Lance is like, come on, faith, football, family, let's go, let's go. Not even there. Let's talk about what the hell Grandpa Lance is doing while this is all happening. Okay, okay, go ahead. The man couldn't find any passion outside of football. Then he finds out that there's this young player that is close to beating his score. And he decides, let me go back on the field. Very Tom Brady of him. Very. I got and the media is not impressed. <laughs> the media said if he don't go and sit somewhere and take his vitamins, what are you doing? We don't even Why are you doing 48. We don't even allow 38-year-olds back on the field. What are you doing? And why are you doing this? And how are you doing it? So you mean to tell me this whole time after retirement, you never thought about just coaching? You're trying to, you're you're selling cars. You are an author. Well, 
co-author. You are trying to be a commentator on Sports Network. You never thought about just coaching? And I'm like, that is your calling. Like, you see how you coach LJ? And I'm like, that should have been step number one, back on the field. But, like, it goes back to what you're talking about, midlife crisis. Absolutely. That's where How do I define my success right now? And let me tell you at my age. Those young boys showed them, showed them. You need to get off the field. You can't hang. You need to be on the sidelines, pops. Pops. They was not showing him any respect. Why would they? But I'm like, that's how y'all would treat like Michael Jordan if he came back on the scene. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they would. Like it's a game. No one's exempt. No one is exempt. Dang. 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 So he gets uh the wind knocked out of him. As side on the field. What did you think was gonna happen? You didn't even I don't think he even got it from a game. It was from like practice, right? It was practice. So imagine we press play on the field. You would be not press play. <laughs> you would be done. You would be done because although your teammates understand like your weaknesses, so they're not going to go as hard. That other team, they're going to make sure they take you down. Yes, that's what they're they're here to do. That's what we're here. And they want to. They're gonna prove. They want to prove that they want to go viral for being the one that took down Lance. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, if you think like, look, look at you, and now you got a broken rib. Mm. He, he's like, oh, did they hit that hard back in my day? Yeah, yeah. You just could handle it back then. So the coach said, "Listen, I got something for you." <laughs> I'm about to retire, for real. <laughs> so why don't you try this out? And, like, you know, all the guys that was giving him mouth on the field kind of, like, respect him now as a coach. Like, I respect mm-hmm. you, but don't, you're not one of my, 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 my players. You're not doing that. You can't be. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. No, no. So he, he's teaching the youth how to play the game, and they respect him. Like, all right, no yeah. problem, coach. I got you, coach. And they make him feel good about it. He found his purpose. Mm-hmm. Finally. Finally, finally. It took you almost 10 years because he retired like in the second movie, no? Yeah. At the end of the second movie? Yeah, that was his, like his last game. The book was like his retire, his goodbye book, his goodbye. So he comes home ready to like live life with his son, like whatever. So his son's just like, dad, um, I'm thinking he's going to share the full news, the full <laughs> news so he's like um, i'm quitting football that's all i gotta take it mm. and then but then he did the iconic this is your dream dad not mine you know you gotta put that in every every film got the iconic you know this is your dream not mine so he had that and yeah it kind of let lance we, he lance didn't have a chance to say anything no that's on ran oh was gone um so he didn't really share the whole truth so i'm like lance if you can't handle that Hold on tight. Hold on tight. <laughs> I mean, maybe LJ was just like baby steps, you know? I still need the courage to finally be able to speak my truth. So to tell my dad, that's a big deal. And I feel like that should be a family thing. Like, they all should be there for that. Who's they all? The missing kids? <laughs> They're not missing. 
They're in their rooms. Okay. Always. <laughs> they're at sleepovers. <laughs> they're in their rooms. So yeah, the whole family should know as a as a unit. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know, uh, LJ's going to do it um, when he's comfortable. Yeah. So, when they're comfortable. When they are comfortable. So, we don't get there. We're going to get there. It's going to take some time, but it's fine. So, should we go to Quentin? Oh, yeah, Quentin. I said, what happened with him? Sure, 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 sure. Let's quickly talk about Quentin. First of all, Kennedy. Who? Kennedy. Oh, his um, daughter. Yeah, but she's she's yeah. ready to call him daddy yet. It's been 10 years. Um, she's still yeah, yeah. Quentin. But she calls the grandpa. 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 But I'm still going to call you Quentin. I'm like, do, are we going to explore this? No, we're not. Because we, I saw the whole no. season. No, we're not. You just have to take it. Like, I guess. Remember you had asked me, do we ever talk about, you know, why Shelby didn't mention anything about? No, we don't. We do don't. we talk about why Quentin is not being called daddy? No, we do not. And granted, okay, it takes some adjustments for me to, so, for someone who I always thought is my uncle and not my dad. Yeah. Sure. But I'm thinking, you know, we we're at a good point where at least you could call me Pops. Something. No, it's you or Quentin. But then when you think about it, is she mad at her dad for not telling her that he was her dad? He didn't know. She should be mad at her. He didn't know. So when are we going to talk about why Shelby didn't tell Quentin? Because that's the reason why he, she doesn't call Quentin daddy. But I think her anger is towards Shelby because she gives Shelby major attitude. Major attitude. But she's, she is Shelby when Shelby was younger. Shelby even admitted that. Like, Shelby. she reminds her exactly of her. She's like, that is Shelby 2.0. Like, and I can't stand her. Yeah. Because she, and that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. She's G and QQ, like making him buy her all these Chanel bags and Birkin bags and all this stuff and like playing him because he don't, he don't yeah. know. This is his first daughter. Like, I want to give her the world. She said she needs a bag and people are. We're 10 years in. 10 years in. Uh, people, <laughs> she needs a bag and the white girls are making fun of her at school. I'm not having that. Not my child. But she's Can we talk about how this, how old is this child? How is she still in high school? I'm going to give her 17. Really? She was at least... She was at least... She was at least <laughs> six years old. And Oh, that's what we're going with? We're going with six? Okay. I guess. But when they called her at the wedding that she was not invited to, she looked like right? she was at least 10. Eight. Yeah. I want to give her eight when she got that call. Um... Don't recall how old she was in the it's been second eight movie. Years. It's been eight years. So, so sixteen. Sure. Um, so then, how old is LJ? Because he's interning, but still wearing a school uniform. Eighteen. Kids' ages. Eighteen. And then Merch and Candace kids. Who odd, look like full fledged adults? Odd girls. Um, um, odd girls. We'll get into them. Odd girls. Um, 16. 
16. Okay. 14 to 17. The only child that looks correct is um um what's his face? Robin and um Carper's kid. Yeah, Mia. Mia. Yeah. She's the only one that looks like yeah. I believe that child. She looks like she's about like what? 10? Yeah. 10, 11? Yeah, let's do it. No. Nine. <laughs> no, because um, in the first and second episode, she was like a toddler. She was in a toddler scene. In the movie came out in 2013. She was just born. So Yeah, and then yeah. when they flash back two years, she was like a toddler, yeah. So she's so about 10. 10. She looks it. Yeah, okay. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll, we'll take that. Um, but back to Quentin. I don't remember. I don't really don't remember Merch and Candace girls in the second movie, like what they looked like. I don't remember them either. I just remember them being um, creating a school. That's all I remember. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, where are we going? Oh, Q. So, long story short, uh, at this point, uh, Q. Uh, talks to some investors to invest or buy his uh, dad's company and like mm. in generational wealth they're talking like they made a great offer you can't refuse and the dad flips out like what are you doing yeah. this is a racist company I don't want to sell my company and he's like dad you're missing out it's to buy like the generational wealth like Kennedy's grandkids grandkids kids you're gonna have money whatever so come to find out you know the dad is acting out He's acting out, and he is just out of it. A uh, cube pops up at the job, and the assistant got all the tea. She said, "Let me tell you something." <laughs> she said, "Let me tell you something about your daddy. He done paid me five times. I ain't say nothing, but mm. he done paid me five times. I'll just take it as a bonus. Don't worry about it." Um, no, yes, yes, yes. He done fell out in the parking lot. Um, mm-hmm. He done forgotten this, forgetting that, forgetting this. And so yeah. it put everything like Q's like, what is going on? Right. First of all, Q said, um, so we're gonna try to rectify that overpayment. I, and I said, No, the hell you're not. It's already done. Who's gonna do that? Because what you what you gonna do? You think I'm gonna send it back? What are you saying? Once it's in my account, I have no I, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you saying? No, you are not doing that. Cause you want me to leave you that me? money in that lady's account? Are you crazy? That lady has been through enough. It's not her fault. She has to work under your daddy. She's been through enough. That's why she said, "I'm taking this as a bonus." She said, "Don't don't worry about it. It'll be as a bonus. You don't got to worry about that." Um, five I'm still expecting my end of year bonus as well. That because I deserve it. Like yes, this is just a spot bonus. Not to be confused with the yearly bonus I'll be getting. Out. Yeah, I'm just trying to give you the tea about your daddy because you know you like a little son to me. Okay, that's, that's it. That's all I'm telling you. Um, but that's it. So yeah. So all in all, uh, the grandpa has been going through a lot on his own and not sharing what that is. Um, coming to find out, you know, Shelby and Q pull up on him, and the grandpa doesn't even want Q on his property. He's like, you come back, but don't bring him over here. Uh, they sneak in, and when they find from his house is, um, it's like basically like a house of like a hoarder. Yeah. 
So he's not in like good living conditions or safe living conditions of like an older person. And so it makes Q so emotional because like, I didn't even know, like, you're my dad, you don't live mm-hmm. far from me and I don't even know what you're going through. And yeah. so they, you know, get to a heated argument. He's like, what would mom think? And of course, Shelby's right there, supportive, trying to bring the family together. Um, and so, you know, he's forgetting things. So obviously it's clear. It's like early signs of dementia or like, you mm-hmm. know, just getting old and just, just out of it. Um, so, and I'm not even sure why the grandpa was in charge of payroll. They don't have a finance team. This big production, Spivey Enterprise, don't have a finance team. I wanted to say that about um, Quentin. Remember when they were doing like a little montage of everybody, what everybody's up to? Why yeah. was he working on finances? Where's the team? Where's the team? That's the prop. That's the bigger problem we have at hand. Where are the teams? Where are the teams? That's what we're going to need to succeed. We need a team. So, um, you know, they get emotional and dad just like, you know what? Do whatever you want. Mm. Um, with the company, with my life, whatever you want, just do it. He's over it. Um, so they come over with Kennedy, her spoiled self. Um, she's like annoyed that she has to clean because she ain't never cleaned a day in her life. Who's fault okay. is that? Shelby. Shelby. It's all catching up to Shelby. She's like, dang, I should have taught her better. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is Zach Kennedy is what Robert doesn't want Mia to turn into. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, so they start cleaning up and then uh, they um Shel- uh Kennedy and the grandpa start bonding over heirlooms. Um and I think this was a good point to show like to show Q like this is not just a business like this business has so much culture and history attached to it. Like yeah. a thing like with the black like a black business like it has so much uh like heart to it. Like it's not just something you're just going to sell. Like you can't just right. do that. You know, I think sure of many hotel chains being run by a black person let alone a black family yes so, but- you know it's always sad to hear like even like in the beauty industry when black owners sell their companies it's like black people helped you get to your success and then you sell it off to um further the general generational wealth of white people because although yeah you are going to be helping you know, your family, you were also employing black families and helping further the black community and wealth. Yeah. So it's kind of sad to see that, you know, they sell it off. Mm, yeah. We saw that recently um, with Mayel. Organic. Yeah. And honey, honey Pot too. Honey Pot too. Honey Pot too. So it kind of, you know, people, I think with Honey Pot, she was always trying to make it clear like it was still black owned. It just wasn't, um, no, what the the wording is black funded. Black now, managed is what it is, but it's not black owned. But it's like I like I see I see both sides too because yeah. also this is a business that you want it to grow. You want it to be international, like and it's sad to say, like when you sell it, that's when you get it to the highest, highest point, but then you lose a lot of your of what is what it was about too. So Yeah. I guess the owners end up changing things. Yeah, and they start messing with formulas. And then it changes what we were even here for. So now what? So, yeah. 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 So that's that. So that's that. 
Yeah. Well, speaking of white people taking over, let's talk about merch. God, why did we do this, writers? Why did we do this, writers? We spoke about last week how Candace is working on God knows what, treating God knows who. I don't know what the hell she's doing, but she's in school. And I don't think she knows. <laughs> Her professor's like, what is this you're giving me? I don't know what you're saying. And she's going around going, no, they don't understand the what I'm trying, the research, the research. No one knows what you're, you don't know what you're talking about. So the world can't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you got what, this. I think she said she was looking to find alternative remedies for treating social disorders. Social disorders. You lost me. You lost me at the third word. Because her baby, one of her kids, is like has like anxiety attacks. So she didn't want to give her, you know, pills. So she wants to find natural ways of like helping her through that. I think that's what had started her reasoning behind this. Sure. Yep. Sure. So while she she's because she's in school, merch kind of takes on more of like the parenting responsibilities. Yeah. So yeah. he is going through a midlife crisis in the sense that he doesn't really know like what his role is. Yeah, he doesn't know who he like. He doesn't even feel like himself at home, and that's what um him and Q was talking about over tea. I said, "Who are these guys? Who are these guys? guys? I'm all for elevating the black experience and putting us places. Not be sitting somewhere having tea. I get." I guess because they had their daughters. The daughters were doing a tea party, but they too old for that. They could have went by themselves, too. Because it was yeah. in the Scurvy Hotel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Having a tea party. But go ahead. Okay. So, him and his daughters are hailing a cab in 2022. Um, Kennedy said, I'm leaving to get an Uber Black. And that's when I knew these writers are not from New York. That's when I knew. That's when I knew. We, especially as black people, do not take yellow cabs. What are we doing that for? When we clearly have apps. This white lady with her dog, that's her her van, her car. Because that's what she does. We are in the Ubers. Uber black, Uber, Uber. We're there. Yeah, but anywho, he's hailing the cab. Cab stops for him and his daughters. He opens the door for the daughters, and a white woman with her dog comes on the other side and is like, "This is my cab." So you know they get into it. We have the whole Karen episode. Um, cops come. You know, everyone's scared. All the black lives are at matter here. Okay, and um, why? Why did we do this? And like, lady, where'd you come from? You're coming on the wrong side of the street, number one. That cab was not stopping for you. That's number one. And the guy, the cab driver should have spoke up and said, hey, I stopped for her. Hey, I stopped for you. Like, that's what it should have been. Now, again, the writers don't live in New York because the cab drivers definitely don't give a damn. Whoever comes in, comes in. Comes in. And then also, black people... Move, dog. 
I'm getting in. The daughter's already in. Push that dog out. Let's go, yeah. Dad. Like, yeah. Not just, oh my God. But I guess they trying to show that, you know, the little girls they they suffer from social anxiety. They do. So they were immediately afraid. But she and stayed in the taxi. She stayed in the taxi the whole time. She did. She did. Baby girl was just yeah. That's why I asked how old is these kids? Yeah. But okay, they suffer from social anxiety. They do. They do. Yeah. So uh, it's just so many things because I was like, what would I do? But I wouldn't be stopping for, I wouldn't be hailing down a taxi. That's, that's number one. Because the minute the daughter had, Kennedy had said, I'm ordering an Uber black. I don't even know why she felt the need to say that. She could just said, I'm ordering an Uber. I would have said, you know, that's our cue too. Let me order my Uber as well. Let me order mine. Like, come on, man. What are we doing? Unless they just wanted to have a touristy day. You might as well took a horse carriage. That's how rare we take NYC yellow caps. Yeah. Like that's what? the tourist. Tourists only. Tourists and like the the affluence people people. We're not so, doing that. Yeah. So obviously that you know, he starts to back down once the police get involved and the police are not on his side because at all. that's they're gonna side with the crying white woman. Mm-hmm. As if this black man is a threat. So they go mm-hmm. home. The girls are like, you know, like, oh my God, we shouldn't do that, shouldn't do that. And then what kind of bothered me with Candace is like, mm-hmm. what's going on with the girls? What's going on with the girls? Are they okay? Should I do this? Are they okay? Are they okay? She did not once ask if merch was okay. No. Not once. It just, he just made it like, okay, what, what are you doing? What do you got going on? Like, and then she's like, oh, my dissertation. Oh, you know, just talking words. You're gonna hear that a lot. I hope y'all know. My desert. She's always my dissertation. She's always talking about this dissertation. She's always talking about school, and she's always gonna be in a bad wig. That has not stopped. That's why I want to make a note. You know what? What merch had to deal with? Merch. What merch had to deal with was ridiculous. And then he comes home and has to look at her in this ridiculous wig. And I said, merch had enough. Has merch not gone through enough? No. Like what? Wardrobe. What's going on with Candace's head? What's going on? Nobody knows. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, you know, Merch had to go through that and no one checks on him if he's okay. And that was like a a huge sign. I'm like, this man, no, who, who cares for him? He's caring for the girls. And their anxiety, their issues going through her and the wig and the dissertation. It's a lot. Yeah, because he's the man, his job is, you know, to protect the family, be strong. They always say, check on your strong friends because they be hurting too. They be hurt. Strong people hurt as well. They just don't speak up. But he keeps a lot bottled in. A lot. And it shows, it shows. So... He's like, you know what? He just, you know, takes it with a grain of salt. And even like in his house, like his girls, he tried to talk to his girls. They don't want to talk to him. Like, oh, bye, dad. I'll text you. No one wants to talk to him. That was and awkward as hell. So awkward. He said, I just wanted to talk to you about the other day. And the daughter was like, what? What happened the other day? I don't know what you're talking about, dad. You was said you was, were you not traumatized? <laughs> Didn't you say you have an anxiety attack? 
Like, oh, I don't know. Dad, I gotta go. I got oboe practice. The whole family are is busy, 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 busy. And little girl's like, oh, I didn't get this. Instead of showing him on her phone, like, oh, look at yeah. TikTok. I'll text it to you. Don't worry. What? You're right here. You're right here. Um, so he's holding clothes, you know, being a good dad as he is, and on the screen comes something that inspires him. MMA fighting or UFC fighting. He's like, I could do that. Yeah. And so I think because he hears the commentator say, um, this man has a wife and kids, and you know, he's pursuing this career. So he's just like, he's inspired. He's inspired, and he sees how much aggression that can get out of him, which he needs. He got a lot building up. Yeah, because Quentin did tell him he needs to find an outlet because he experienced something traumatizing and he needs to find somewhere to release that energy. Yeah, because he didn't know what to do with this because he didn't. You know, recorded. He didn't. Oh, and before we even get there, Merch is walking down the street and sees the Karen. Mind you, I didn't even know that was her because I erased. I didn't her. know that was her either. I didn't even know what that lady. I just saw a white lady. So he recognized her, and the writers decided it would be a great idea to let's do four, five, six different scenarios. A thousand. Let's do a thousand. A thousand. And I was like, okay, this is the real one. But then it just got more outlandish than the last one. I said, okay, this is it. Okay, bizarre. This is it? Nothing. Okay. Uh, writers, we could have did just one and then been on our way. One or two was the limit. Because you do go through those kind of scenarios in your head, like, I wish I could do this. But at, at the end of the day, we're not doing anything. Yeah, we're not. And that's what Merch ended up doing. He just walked away. Because no scenario in his head was worth it. Yeah. And and he lost at all scenarios. Either she was going to beat him up, he was going to have a mob behind him, she was going to start crying, screaming rape, it would have been no good. So I'm just going to go home. So obviously he's just aggravated and he has nowhere to put this aggression. So yeah, so he's going to turn to MMA fighting. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. You know, everybody channels their aggression differently. So Robin and uh, Candace, they go to the farmer's market, I'm assuming. And there's this produce guy there who is the male version of Robin. And she is lusting over this man. First of all, what's his name? Harper. He's in writing mode. He's on a book tour. He abandoned his family after moving them into this Upper West Side home. Yeah, he said, let me put you in so I know y'all safe and I'm out. Yes. <laughs> he dipped. That This is what she means by you always want more, but it's like, what's the more? Because you're not even staying here. You left. Yes. It's like, who is this for? Who is this for? He wanted his family to feel safe. It's not that they were like unsafe in Harlem. He just wanted them to be real safe by being yeah, in a white just, neighborhood. Just make it seem like, okay, I provided this big house for my family. Yeah. And so I feel good. Sure. Um, so she's been lusting over this man because her husband's missing in action. And Candace is like, be careful, girl. Don't go down that path. Don't do it. Don't do it. But all she is thinking is, what's his name? What's this man's name? Jaha. Jaha, Baha. They could just call him Jaha. It was too no. much. Jaha went to the market. Jaha said, shut up. Jaha. 
John Ha is selling that produce, honey. She is his number one client. Yes, everything. Oh, the mushrooms are meaty and flavorful. And she's mm. just like, oh, tell me more. She knows what she's doing, but she's trying to act like she's not playing with fire. She's like, I. But the thing about what attracts her, what attracts him to her, is the drive for community. Mm-hmm. He donates without any hesitation, and he's all about the black, um, the blackness. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he is literally the male version of her, and she loves it. She she loves herself, of course. Yes, yes. And then you take like Harper when she ups the donation that they was putting for something. He said, "So you, you <laughs> put a higher amount. Should we make more money? We can donate more." He's like, "I guess." Yeah, she's going to protest. She she's all about you know. She wants to stop gentrification. That's what her whole storyline is. And sure. Okay. And so, and supporting local businesses. That's yeah. Black businesses. Yes. Yes. Okay. So should we go to the QC seats? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, real quick, we could just talk about each character. Um, we could start with Harper. Do you know what you want in life? The answer's no. The answer's no. Okay. You can't just keep TLC. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Cause I'm sure I'm sure this is not gonna end well for them. Yeah, and you that. gotta stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a proverb. Because you know? people always say the grass is always green on the other side, but that grass come with problems too. Mm-hmm. And you keep trying to top yourself and it's just like you're never gonna be happy. No, you're not. Because who are you doing this for? Because no one is asking of this. No one is in danger. The agent's like, we just wanted more bumper jeans. That's it. We were fine with that. And I, of course, we don't want him to settle. Like, if you really feel like you have more dreams that you want to accomplish, go for them. But don't just do it so you can show off. Yeah. Robin, definitely think her and Jaha going to have a romance. And they're going to move to Jamaica together. Ah! That's cute. Okay. Cute. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Candace, just quit school because we don't know what the heck you're talking about. Just quit. What are you talking about? You're making me upset. And it came to a point where she had to switch her advisor because her advisor didn't understand. My only, my other, yeah. But Candace, if you have to fight, because even Robin said, is it worth all this? <laughs> I feel like every time you talk about your schoolwork, you're more stressed than anything. Yeah, and if Robin is telling you that, Miss Social Justice over there. Miss Social Justice. If Miss Social Justice is telling you to take a seat. Pump your brakes. I think that's a sign. I think that's... Because <laughs> she fights the fight. And if she's telling you stop fighting. That's a big sign. That means you got to sit down. Because she, she'll go to jail for something she appreciates. But she's yeah. telling you to have a seat, close the books. She told you to stop fighting and regroup on what regroup. it is that you are trying to do. Because everybody's confused. <laughs> everybody's confused. Um, Lance and LJ. Mm. What, what are your thoughts? 
Um, I I understand, of course, Lan- uh, LJ's uh, reservations with telling Lance, of course. Um, he needs to do it in a way that's not going to shock him, which we'll put a pin in that. <laughs> um, we'll put a pin in that. And I think um, it definitely... I don't know. I think just just be yourself. I'm glad that he quit football because he yeah. didn't want to do it. That's great. Right. This was his dream. And I'm just like, Lance, you have another son if you forgot. Um, he's like, he did, he did forget. Um, I'm sure he's old enough to play football. Yeah. I don't know why we're not making them play. Because that could have been something too with the writers where it's like both brothers are competing for the dad's attention. Um writers we're we're doing it for free here we're here here. that could have been something fighting for their father's love and attention um also one of his daughters could have been like someone that is acting out because you know she doesn't have a mom in the life like he has three other kids we could have did a relationship there yeah we could have really seen him struggle as a single dad trying to like Hold it all together. Instead of him trying to find out what do I want to do? Do I want to write a book? Do I want to make a commercial? How about focus on your kids? Where are your children? Episode one, you said I didn't even seen those kids. <laughs> you said I can't even look at them kids. Yeah. And now we need to see more. What's this? What is? I, I really, really is just. Why are y'all doing this? They missed the mark with Lance's storyline for sure. Yeah. And I and, and not saying take away LJ's storyline. That could still add that, but add the kids because that could be more. Put that on top of everything else he got going on with those kids. Yeah, because how does that affect the other children? Like we don't ever see him with his brothers and sisters. But we see him with Kennedy. We see him with Kennedy, and Kennedy is basically like a sister to him. That's like his best, right. best like Judy. That's his best friend. He don't apparently. Okay. Writers. Writers. Also, stop making things too heavy. Okay. Episode four was very heavy. We have LJ's storyline. We have the Karen situation. We don't need to put it all in the black series. We don't need to do it all, guys. We don't need to hit every social um topic. We can we can have escapism. We can't have it. We can have joy. We can have that as well. We can be happy. Yeah, because we're already facing it in the real world. We want to escape and see joy. That's right. I think that's why so many people loved Quentin and Shelby's storyline. Because it did not have... Although, you know, they could have definitely wrote some more about, like, the relationship with the daughter. It was, mo- some for the most part, very positive. Yeah. But also, episode four, we also have the grandpa and dementia. So, like, Dealing with your parents in old age. That was heavy too. That was heavy. Trauma. Can we not? Episode was very traumatizing. Yeah. And then, it was a lot. Yeah. For one episode. They hit us. They hit us where it hurt. That's like in the middle too. Fourth episode. You just hit us with all these traumatic things. You want to give us fluff and then make us cry and hurt. I'm scared what the last uh, four is going to do for us. Yeah. And also um, Jordan dealing with this psycho. Dealing with the stalker. Why is there so much trauma going on in one episode? That's too much. 
Every single character was hit with something. With something. You're right. You're right. Robin, and her husband abandoned her. What's going abandoned. on? And now she has to deal with, am I going to cheat on my husband? Um, This was too lot. much. Too much. You know, I mean, I've seen the rest of the season. That's all I got to say about that. I'm not there yet, but. Do they answer questions? No, they do not. I'm sure they're not. They're, um, uh, when we get to the finale, we're going to have so many questions that will just have to go into the air. All right. Well, that was it for our recaps of episodes three and four of the Best Man series. You can watch it on Peacock, of course. And you can watch us on Black Oak TV. You listen to us on all podcast platforms, of course. And if you have any questions, comments, and concerns, you know, send us our way. And, you know, we'll read them on the show. And, like, if you felt anything we was feeling, you thought anything we was thinking, you agree with us, disagree, let us know. We can talk yeah. about it. Seriously. Um, and I'm Brittany. I'm Mary. And that's Seriously Podcast. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.